actually really want the player and it would never have come to this. Yeah, I, I do think the Miami crybabies, uh, some of whom are my friends, <laughs> do have one point, which is that it did become personal. I think both things are true. And I don't even I don't even know if I could do the expository on this thing. I think this is one of these podcasts where you know or you you know or you don't, because it's it's too difficult to explain all the parameters of this standoff and how it finally resolved. But it did become personal. I do think it did become an anybody but Miami situation. And that part is true, as is the part where the Heat would not have done better than the Bucks package that ultimately happened. So both both exist, both are true. And yes, the Miami, you were singled out and resented. At the same time, uh, you are known throughout the league as very aggressive tamperers uh, who were attempting something of a strong arming in this case. So nobody is going to feel bad for you in the aftermath of this whole situation. Uh, unless you, I, I don't imagine you disagree with any of those takes in particular. I think it's all very fair. I mean, it's it's clear that Portland didn't want to deal with Miami, but I, I do think they would have dealt with Miami if the Heat actually had the best offer. They just mm. didn't, and, and the offer just wasn't any good in the first place. Even the best offer wasn't better than what the Bucks could have done. And part of it, you know, I, I like a couple of days before the trade, I I was wrong about one thing. I said I don't think the Bucks have enough for Drew Holiday. And I, I, a, I underrated Drew Holiday as an asset. That B, Wait, you mean the the, the Blazers or? Well, well like, who I, I, have- I, I had I had said the Bucks don't have enough to go get Dame. And, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And and where I underrated was what Drew Holiday could be as an asset, but also the unexpected happened because for a couple of years, people around the league thought Drew Holiday was going to retire. After this current contract, he was pretty open about, you know, his desire potentially to retire early. He had two years left on his deal that diminished his long term value a day before the trade happens. He says on the record that those comments were just his feelings in the moment that he wants to be a mm. buck for life, that he he is going to continue playing after his current contract is up. I've talked to a couple people around the league who say that was kind of a shift in like, okay, well, actually, Drew Holiday has a ton of value. Like he's mm. he's actually somebody who a lot of contenders would want, and that proved to be true with the the haul the Celtics gave up to get him from the Blazers after the Bucks gave him up. Okay, well, now we're going to enter the sell me on portion of this mm-hmm. podcast because I think the Bucks. I mean, I think that they they did tremendously in this case. Uh, they got the perfect pick and roll pairing for Giannis at a time where it looks like he's got one of his giant sized feet out the door and they need to do something. Even if it doesn't work out, this was the something that they would have to try. Um, The part I'm confused about is Drew Holiday. So I'm something of a Rip Van Winkle in this whole mix. I effectively left hardcore MBA reporting where I would have to stay up on everything. And I left it a few years ago. So I consume the product a bit like a normie, meaning I watch the playoffs. You know, I'm not on league pass. I watch the playoffs. And when I've watched recent postseasons and I've watched Bucks games in the playoffs, Drew Holiday has been not good. <laughs> Not good repeatedly. (laughs) And not only offensively, which I think has been underrated, but he's gotten busted 
on defense, which is his calling card. People are talking about, oh my God, he shut Dame Lillard down in the playoffs. I think that was 2018. That's a long time ago. Maybe it happens again. I don't know, but that's a long time ago. So why does Drew Holiday have so much value when over the past two playoffs, he has more shots than points and the postseason before that wasn't terribly efficient either. And he was playing with the greatest role man in the game. What say you? So I think on offense first, the numbers he put up with the Bucks, they were Eric Bledsoe-esque. You know, he's low efficiency on a higher volume, but he had a lot on his plate. Um, and I think that's where the difference is with his Bucks role, where he's, you know, Giannis.